Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to Rams Showcase. Tonight, the Rams add a future Hall of Famer. Plus, contract news is not done. We will talk about who could be next. And later, are the Rams primed to go back-to-back? Next on Rams Showcase. Welcome to Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. What's going on, Rams fans? And welcome back into Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sided Network. I am your host, Joe Brandon, which you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Banks. I am laying down the law. Bunch of stuff to get into tonight. Uh, we actually have some awesome news that we'll get into. I'm sure you heard about it, so we're going to talk about the impact of that move. And then also, who could be next? Rams going back to back. We will talk about it. And then fan cases on the back end here. If you are hearing me audio only, make sure you head over to the Ram Showcase YouTube channel. Give a subscribe there. We break the show into different clips. This show will be broken into different clips. Last week, we did not. The show was uh, kind of short anyway. But well, hey, I, we'll see how this one goes. I'm actually not entirely sure how long we'll go today. But it's going to be some good stuff either way because Ram's making moves out here and blowing people's minds apparently. I don't know how many times the Rams need to hit free agency hard or or sign big names and do this kind of stuff before people just understand that this is what the Rams are doing right now. This is kind of our vibe right now. And of course, it's not going to last forever. I think we all know that. Rams fans know that. We all understand that that this this whole upswing that we're on right now, it cannot last forever. It's not it's not possible. But hey, we're here to enjoy it while we got it. Rams are doing awesome right now. We came a long way. We I was talking to, to one of my buddies about this just, just uh, I think it was yesterday. It's like, this Rams team is so much fun. But we also, we were some of the people that were sitting there when this team won, you know, six games in three years. The dark era in St. Louis of, of watching Mark Bulger and, you know, Steven Jackson and some good players, but just play terrible with some rough coaching. Uh, with the whole Spags and Linehan era, like that whole span in there, just just rough. And now, I mean, we're just here to soak it in, soak it in while we can. It's not going to last forever, but while we have it, might as well enjoy it. But this is also just kind of who the Rams are right now. Since 2017, this is exactly who the Rams have been. Make big moves and and keep them moving. And I, I saw something I thought it was kind of interesting. There's five players still on this roster from the the original Super Bowl or the <laughs> the Super Bowl 53 season. That's kind of crazy to me, especially now with with uh, Johnny Hecker out. Uh, that we're down to two St. Louis Rams. That's kind of crazy to me. I don't know. It's fun right now, though. It's uh, that's uh, my whole thing. Players come and go. The Rams are forever. That 2018 season, hey, it, it solidifies itself. It kind of stamped itself in its own right, but uh, the, this uh, Super Bowl 56 season, the whole 2021, that's one that we'll talk about forever. I mean, we'll, we'll be talking about how we remember watching Cooper Cup hit the catch those passes from Stafford 
in their first year together, and it was awesome. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that. It's going to be fun stuff, but let's dive into it, all right? So, big news out of the Los Angeles Rams this week. Signing linebacker Bobby Wagner. Five years, $50 million, can be worth up to 65 He wanted $11 million per different reports, so he does not get that, but he does get... Uh, he has the potential to get to get more than that, which is good news for him. So the $50 million, I have not seen the full-on structure of this deal and how that will, like where the outs are on this one. So so I'm not sure exactly what this contract really looks like because like you you see the, the, the Von Miller six years, 120, and it's like, dang, that's a big contract, but it's really like a two-year deal that, I mean, the, the rest of that, the whole back end can fall off with very minimal impacts. So I'm interested to see the, the uh, real structure of this contract, but that's kind of beside the point right now. We're talking about money down the down the road. All that we need to talk about right now is Bobby Wagner, B-Wags, coming into this Rams defense and how that impacts this team today. Because it's a big, it, this is big news, and it's, I don't know, like, it, it, it did get its its little attention, the little flash there, and, and really capped off the insanity that was March in the NFL, but, because this, this happened on the last day of, of the of the month, but this news here, I mean, this is absolutely massive. He now creates, a, a he adds into a defense and, and puts himself in a position to make this defense absolutely incredible, and last year, I mean, it wasn't especially early season, was not the most flashy, wasn't the most impressive defense, uh, especially coming from that Brandon Staley defense the year before. But, I mean, Bobby Wagner, now the the Rams have, have like all-stars, all pros at all three levels. Aaron Donald on the defensive line, Bobby Wagner at linebacker, and then Jalen Ramsey on the back end. And Jordan Fuller got better and better and better as the season went on last year. So it's it's reason to be excited about this defense. But he immediately makes the Rams Rams run defense better. Already was sixth in the NFL last year. That gets better now. Of course, being sixth in the NFL when we were so explosive on offense, a big part of that is teams just not attempting the runs as much because they're trying to keep up with us on our offense. So that makes sense there. But Bobby Wagner coming in to help out that that Rams run defense and it's not just like if you watch his tape, it's not just him, you know, making good stuff and stuff like that. It's he understands the plays. He's a very smart player, and that's exactly why he fits in to this defense so well and this whole Rams team so well is because he he's a student of that game, and he knows, like, he talks about stuff like, if you know the formation, you can know the play. And so that, that tape time is going to be extremely important, but also him working with Aaron Donald and them creating a flow together where... Aaron Donald knows that if he cuts this way to try to stop the run, Wagner can come in on the back end to try to 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 close off the what what people try to do against Aaron Donald, which is use his aggressiveness against him. So if they can kind of work in tandem against the run, I think that this Rams run defense gets insane this year. I fully expect that Bobby Wagner will wear the green dot. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. Uh, and then his backup, we had we still have Ernest Jones who green dotted a little bit, uh, Jordan Fuller who's worn it in the past, so. So that'll help as well. But Ernest Jones, I mean, he now gets to work alongside one of the greats. And, you know, Bobby Wagner got credit for for being the reason that Seattle Seahawks defense was so dominant, putting people in the right positions and and kind of controlling that defense, especially the whole Legion of Boom like we had heard about. Uh, He's he's kind of credited for for being the, the captain of that party ship. So 
to work alongside Ernest Jones. I mean, obviously, you know, Wagner is not the youngest guy in the NFL, but he's also not extremely old or anything. I, th- I think he's fine there and we'll get some really good years out of him still. But being alongside Ernest Jones, that's just going to help his progression a lot more because it did get to a point last year where Ernest Jones was the the guy like he was that like that veteran presence almost with, uh, you know, Troy Reader being the one that he's kind of trying to feed off of. And uh, we saw <laughs> we saw how Troy Reader ended his time with the Rams, you know, the, uh, and I don't think anybody was sad or surprised to see the Rams move on from Troy Reader. But Ernest Jones now gets to gets to learn from B-Wags, and that's incredible news there. I mean, that's that's only going to help his progression. And you see when, you know, a guy like Von Miller steps in, what that what what kind of impact that has, not only in the room of linebackers, but on the defense as a whole. You saw that leak out even into guys like Aaron Donald. So, I mean, it's awesome stuff to be able to, to learn from, from such a talented player and probably, I mean, a Hall of Famer is what we're talking about here at the linebacker spot, which is awesome. Uh, the Rams do, like I said, have all all pro level talent at all three levels, coupled with young stars. So if we talk about the defensive line, you got Aaron Donald, but you also got Greg Gaines, who's really been coming into his own. Ashawn Robinson, who I think is a little bit undervalued right now. Then you have the linebacker spot where you have a proven Bobby Wagner sitting in that position right now. And then you have that youth in Ernest Jones, who has all the talent to be an extremely talented and, and respected player in this league. And then on the back end, you got Jalen Ramsey. On the other side, we'll kind of see what happens there. I'll talk about who I think will be stepping into that role here soon. But uh, And then you also have you know Jordan Fuller, who's really coming into his own. Very talented player. Taylor Rapp, who, I mean, I have my own opinions on, but, but people also have, have high hopes for Taylor Rapp. I really hope that we see another leap out of Taylor Rapp this year because we just really haven't seen it. He's been the same player since he was a rookie, so I would like to see a progression there. But... With guys like Jordan Fuller, you have that young talent who is developing, and the Rams obviously get wrecked for not having any draft picks, whatever, but the Rams' late picks have been doing great. Ernest Jones included in that, uh, Jordan Fuller included in that, so I the, the Rams are able to get that depth later on, which is exactly what we're going to need to continue doing, but... I mean, we'll talk about the draft here in a second, but uh, yeah, the Rams are going to have to continue doing that, but they're, they've They've proven that they can do it so far, and so you have these superstars uh, training these young guys and playing alongside these young guys. That's only beneficial, but Bobby Wagner with his eight Pro Bowls, six-time All-Pro, I mean, the the two most active All-Pros, first-team All-Pro players are on the LA Rams, and that's that's Bobby Wagner and Aaron Donald. So who's next? That's a big question, is is what happens now? I mean, the, the Rams, we kind of are waiting to see exactly how much room that the Rams still have after this Bobby Wagner move went into that one with $8.8 million to spend this season. So uh, there, there is going to be some shifting. So what, what I would anticipate now is that Cooper Cup and Aaron Donald are both going to get new deals, that that will open up a little bit of space uh, just because of the way that the Rams will structure those contracts. A lot of bonus money will be paid out of saying, you know, these are, these are our superstars. Without both of those players, the Rams are not Super Bowl champions. So a lot of that money will just get sent right into their pocket and free up some space, which will be good news. After that, I do imagine that we should get some word on Odell Beckham Jr. Whether that is him signing with the Rams or not, I do think that that'll happen pretty quick. And I do anticipate that move coming before the draft. Although we could see if, uh, if it's not going to be with the Rams, I do think a team like the Green Bay Packers would wait until post-draft 
to make a move on Odell Beckham Jr. But now the New England Patriots making that move for Devontae Parker. It seems like they would be out of that conversation for OBJ. So it kind of feels like he could come back to the Rams. And I'm still anticipating he, he does come back to the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, a big part of it is unfortunately the injury because you have to consider that you're not going to have him to start the season. We're hoping that he could come back about November time. So he could come back in and then help out second half of the season for whoever that happens to be, hopefully the Los Angeles Rams. One name that I did want to talk about here is I don't anticipate the Rams making a move for Stephon Gilmore. I know that that's been a conversation amongst the Rams fandom for this last uh, month or so is uh, Wagner and Gilmore. I thought that Wagner was very possible. If you guys watched me last week, I kind of felt like that was that was going to happen. And then we did get we did get the official word. But Gilmore is another one that, that's been talked about amongst, you know, Rams Twitter I just don't see it happening. I don't think that the Rams make that move for Stephon Gilmore. I'm not saying that he's a bad player, that I don't want him. I just don't see it happening. And, you know, that's kind of the kiss of death here on Rams Showcase. Every time I say it's not happening, it's the next thing that happens. So I will not be sad if this happens. I just really don't see it happening. Um, I'll be honest. I think that, that Robert Rochelle, I think that it's his time to shine. I think that he's talented enough and skilled enough, and I think his team trusts him enough that he will kind of step into that role. And will it happen week one? That's a great question. Is it going to be a guy like Dante Dion? Is it going to be a guy like David Long Jr. on the outside? Those guys, I could see that happening, especially a David Long Jr., maybe less so a Dante Dion. It does feel like he's more of a nickel guy. But I do think that that is Robert Rochelle's job. I think that we're going to see Jalen Ramsey and Robert Rochelle on the outside. And I think that initially that'll make some fans nervous going into just his second season. But I do think that after some games and after we see some plays from this this guy, that I think that everybody is going to start to come around on Robert Rochelle because that kid is extremely talented. And you know what? I'm on the Robert Rochelle train. I realize that like I get my opinions about players and I kind of stick with them. But I'm also my opinions are definitely fluid. And if a guy like Taylor Rapp comes in and starts crushing it, then hey, let's go rap. If a guy like Robert Rochelle comes in and he's just not getting it done then that'll, that'll, I'll back off on that. It happened with Darius Williams this year. It happened with Greg Gaines. Two players on the opposite end. I was very high on Darius Williams. He had a bad season. I was not sad to see him go. Greg Gaines, there was a time where I wanted him cut so bad. And now I'm so glad that they didn't, you know, they don't take my advice on that stuff. And why would they? Uh, but it's, uh, I, I love the, the, the progression that we've seen from him. And now I'm a big fan of Greg Gaines. Hope that he sticks around this Los Angeles Rams team for a long time. But I am all aboard that Robert Rochelle train. Real fast, we're going to talk about the NFL draft. There's not a lot to talk about when it comes to the Los Angeles Rams and the NFL draft. I think that the Rams draft uh, topics can be covered in three easy words. We will not say those words here as we do to keep it family friendly, but you guys you guys know the words, all right? Uh, we don't. Uh, we don't pick high in the draft. In fact, the Rams do have eight picks this year, but none in the top 100. So it's nap time on day one and for most of day two for Los Angeles Rams fans, which is totally fine by me. Draft picks are for losers. I stand by it and um, I, I, you know, we'll see when that comes back. And if I live long enough to see the Rams pick in the first round again, we will get some stronger draft coverage here. But A, it's not relevant. And B, I'm not going to turn into one of those guys who does all this draft coverage and then decides the guys that I want. And then when the Rams don't get that guy, 
then decide that it was a huge failure just because I like somebody. Because I do not have that kind of ego where I think that my opinions of everything Rams do are the only opinions that matter on the Rams. I've seen this so much coming out, uh, especially recently. A lot of things with like the, the Robert Woods trade and stuff like that. The ego involved in thinking that you know better than Les Snead is the most hilarious thing to me. But hey, you know what? We're not about that life here at Ram Showcase. We're uh, we're here to talk about what does happen and discuss that instead of bash the team for thinking that we or thinking that they did the wrong thing in our own opinions because that's ridiculous. But expect the Rams to strictly utilize this NFL draft class as depth because I don't know this class that strong. Um, I I watch Texas A and M games. That's it. And then I'll, I'll I might catch some some bowl games, but I watch Texas A&M for college ball, and I know those guys, so if you guys have questions on any of them, that's fine. You can drop those. I know what, like, Leon O'Neal, I know that I love him. DeMarvin Leal, I know that I love him. Like, these, there's there's players that I think are very talented uh, coming out of Texas A&M, but those are the guys that I know. I could not tell you a top 10 prospect. That's just the way it is. But that's also fine, because this is a Rams show, and the Rams are nowhere near the top 10, so... And I think it's okay. You expect this draft to be utilized for draft. I, I say that all because who in this draft class would start for this Los Angeles Rams team? And I know that there's there's probably some, you know, top five guys that, yeah, they could probably start on this team. Uh, maybe opposite of Leonard Floyd, something like that. Depending on position, yeah, there's probably some guys that could start, but they are nowhere near going to be Los Angeles Rams this year. We pick it 104. That's our first one, all right? And even then, we saw that last year, I mean, Tutu Atwell was the Rams' first pick, did not do anything impressive in year one. So um, hopefully that changes. Hopefully he, he kind of jumps out this year and, and does some better stuff. But the the point is, this ra- this draft is going to be for depth, so don't get your feelings hurt if they don't pick the guys that you specifically want. Offensive line, definitely expect some offensive line uh, targets in this one. Don't expect it with the first pick at 104. It just seems the trend has been that the Rams don't go for that position group that early on. It typically pushes into the 4-5-6 range that they shoot for the offensive linemen. I th- it, it's kind of becoming one of those things that we can kind of look at as a trend with this team. Probably looking at corner in this position, if I had to guess, if I had to give like a, a position mock, I would say corner for that first uh, selection there. Um, and then, like I said, it's going to be all for depth. Cornerback is likely. I do anticipate the Rams uh, selecting a corner at some point, probably within their first three selections. I do anticipate a corner there. Um, also, I'm, I would not be shocked to see a running back come in. Jake Funk, who, uh, you know, Funky Town, he came in last year and is a talented player, but is he going to get those reps? Sony Michelle still not on a roster. Uh, and of course, we're looking at Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson as our two, as our one-two punch there, but that can obviously get better. I mean, Henderson, I like Henderson, but let's not pretend like we can't get better at that position. Uh, Cam Akers, with a hopeful full season, then I, I think the Cam Akers should be a, a, a solid RB1 for the Rams, if not, you know, a, a monster at RB1 for the Los Angeles Rams. It's just hard to really say that right now. We haven't really seen enough of him. He's got all that potential, but we need to actually see it develop onto the football field and hopefully avoid those injuries. But RB2, I think the Rams can get better at. And honestly, I mean, let's not get shocked if the Rams do select a punter. And if Ariza is that guy, then it could be earlier than people anticipate 
could be into the four or five round that the Rams uh, shoot for the punter there. And all indications say that this guy's an absolute stud. I don't really know a lot about the punters, but uh, I also am, I'm kind of team Corey. I, I say, let's bring Corey Bajorquez back. And a big part of that is because I think the the way that the Packers special teams unit was last year, which was atrocious, I think that he kind of got buried into that. And I think he's going to kind of getting put into a box of this guy's not as good as we thought he was because he was on a terrible unit. So if he came back, come back to, comes back to the Los Angeles Rams and our special teams unit, which is much stronger than the Packers because they're, I mean, bottom of the pack there. Um, then I, I think that, the, that that he'll do a lot better than he did last year if he were to become a Los Angeles Rams. So I'm either team Corey, let's bring back in uh, Bajorquez, or if we can pull off Ariza, I think that that would be awesome as well. We'll take a quick break here on the other side. We're going to discuss, can the Rams really go back to back? It's tough to do. But can this Los Angeles Rams team do it? Welcome back into Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio and the fan side of the network. I am Sheriff Joe Bags, laying down the law. I feel like I'm kind of tired today. I I've been absolutely getting wrecked these last uh, like this last month or so with with uh, two job in it. I I'm feeling it, guys, hard. I'm feeling it good, but hey, we're get, we're getting there. And uh, one more week as, as far as the two jobs go, and then I'm full time at the radio station. And also that means that the Ram Showcase schedule will be getting adjusted again. So it's unfortunate we gotta uh, adjust again, but more fortunate we go more so back to our regular schedule midweek. Probably recording Wednesday into Thursday, one of those two days that the show will be out. So hopefully getting back on to our normal schedule here. And that's that's a plus for sure. But because I'm nights, uh, expect things to be just a little earlier, which I don't think is anybody's going to complain about. But I do do nights at the, the radio station. So so I'll be doing uh, like daytime recordings and hopefully getting that pumped out to you that same day. If not, then it'd be the next morning. But either way, we're getting close to that. We're getting very close to that. Also, making some more progress on bringing back live shows, so anticipate that as well. And then also, I'm trying to do, I think I'm going to start to do probably a Monday live uh, as far as like um, like a Monday, like a Monday day, something like post-game, but that'll be in-season stuff, so we'll kind of have like a, like a discussion on what, ha- what happened the day before, uh, so that'll be... That'll be fun stuff. I'm I'm excited as this as this uh, still develops. But uh, if I feel like I feel like I'm lower energy today than <laughs> than I normally am, but it's just because I'm freaking exhausted, guys. <laughs> it's good stuff though. The Los Angeles Rams won Super Bowl Fifty Six, and now the journey begins. Can they go back to back? Super Bowl Fifty Seven is played at a division rivals house in the Arizona Cardinals Stadium. So. Can the Rams go back-to-back? The Rams have lost some talent, and let's not pretend like they haven't. Robert Woods, big loss as far as leadership goes. Andrew Whitworth, big loss as far as leadership goes. Sebastian Joseph Day, big loss as far as depth goes on the defensive line. He is now a charger. Darius Williams, uh, a starter. So you do have a starter gap to fill now, although he did have a down year. He is gone now as well, and one of your uh, another offensive line starter, Austin Corbett, no longer with the team. So the Rams did lose some players, and then of course you have other other names in there as well. Sony Michelle, but he's a backup running back. Uh, you lose your punter, so you got a gap to fill there. So there are uh, Von Miller, of course. Like there's names that have fallen off, but 
The Rams also on the opposite side of that did add some talent and not just adding some talent, but I think add players who fit extremely well into this team and culture in both Allen Robinson at wide receiver and Bobby Wagner at the linebacker position. I think that Allen Robinson is a is probably the most underrated acquisition for any team this offseason. I think that Robinson and Cup as a combo is absolute madness. I love it. And I know that Robert Woods and Cup that was its its own its its own combination that deserves massive amounts of respect because those are both top 10 wide receivers in Rams franchise history. So Allen Robinson comes in, but he's also never had a competent quarterback in his in his entire career. He's been playing with bad quarterbacks his entire NFL career. Now he comes in and gets to play in a Sean McVay offense with Matthew Stafford throwing him the rock. And he gets to also be part of a room that has Cooper Cup. And one thing that we love about Cooper Cup, because he's Obviously, we know who he is. He's extremely talented. Triple Crown Offensive Player of the Year, Super Bowl MVP this year. Unbelievable player. But when he he makes his routes all look the same. So you don't know when he makes a cut if he's going to go this way or this way. And I think that that's something that Robinson will be able to pick up on. Robinson also great at the the one-on-one balls, the the jump balls. So this is a huge addition. And... And then you got Bobby Wagner, who the leadership on defense and the way that he studies the game, the way that he understands the game and his ability now to have a guy like Aaron Donald in front of him. I think it's unbelievable that that addition, too, is I mean, we're going to see that one week one. We are going to see the, the the effects of Bobby Wagner coming in. Odell Beckham Jr. is still a possibility. But if not, I do believe that Cooper Cup, Allen Robinson and Van Jefferson, uh, that does not hurt my feelings at all. That combination. I think that's an incredible combination. And if we can get some better hands out of Ben Skoranek and some uh, better overall play out of out of uh, Tutu Atwell, the young guy, then then this this wide receiver room's still looking pretty scary. And let's not forget about the tight ends. We still have Tyler Higby there. And then, I mean, guys like Kendall Blanton and Johnny, uh, well, Johnny Munt's gone, but uh, Kendall Blanton, who also uh, there for depth, I mean, played incredible. So I, I'm liking this, uh, the entire group of weapons for the Los Angeles Rams. But we have to look at the, the the rest of the NFL. And the Rams defense did not lose as many players. Of course, Darius Williams, I think that that void will be filled with somebody like Robert Rochelle. And then uh, you got some guys coming back from injury, so so hopefully they can they can come in hot. But uh, when you got like Taylor Rapp and Jordan Fuller coming off of injuries, that hopefully it's not going to take them too much time to get back into the playing mode. So hopefully they can start week one on fire. But front to back defense looks pretty awesome. And plenty of weapons on the offensive side of the football. So, what makes me think that this team can go back-to-back? Well, first we need to look at the rest of the NFL. And not only the rest of the NFL, but this conference. And we'll start with the division, okay? So, we'll start with the San Francisco 49ers. Because this is a team that also made the NFC Championship game. And uh, had defeated the Los Angeles Rams six straight times before that NFC Championship game. Falling to the Los Angeles Rams and not making the Super Bowl as the Rams went on to win it over the Bengals. But the San Francisco 49ers are screaming to the world right now that they have a quarterback controversy. They have a little bit of a dilemma going on in the quarterback room. Because if you believe in Trey Lance, why do you hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo or even entertain the possibility of hanging on to a Jimmy Garoppolo, especially when there are teams out there who still could use a quarterback? That that list did drop pretty dramatically now that we've seen some moves. Denver Broncos make their move. The Cleveland Browns make their move. So uh, even Washington made their move. So 
it is very limited now, but if you believe that Trey Lance is your future, you try to get rid of Jimmy immediately after the season ends, and that is not what happened, and now we're getting reports that Jimmy could be back for the San Francisco 49ers, and at that point, it kind of feels like he might still be the starter there, and all of that, all of it is saying that they do not believe in Trey Lance yet, and you can't argue that. You can try to say, well, the Trey Lance, I mean, they like they they still like him. They're not going to try to move him, anything like that. Well, of course, but you don't trade up that you don't trade that kind of capital to move up to get a guy like Trey Lance and then keep him on the bench all season and then continue to to play with that quarterback that was the starter all year and and decide that yeah maybe, maybe we don't need to get rid of him yet because if you think that Trey Lance is your guy, you get you get Jimmy out of the building. You show Trey Lance this is your team now. Because now he's got to sit there this entire time and say, like, do they believe in me? They, they're still keeping the guy that they had starting last year. Where's Jimmy going to go? If he stays in San Francisco, I think it's a clear sign that the 49ers are admitting that they made the wrong decision. The Arizona Cardinals started extremely hot, held on to first place most of the season in the NFC West. But you know what? Honestly, until they, do, they show that they cannot fall apart at the end of the season— they they can't be taken serious. It's it's happened way too much. And Cliff Kingsbury, he has never won more than two games in the final six games of a season at any level wherever he has coached. So until that changes, we cannot take the Arizona Cardinals seriously. And we shouldn't. We shouldn't take them serious if that's going to be the way that they are are handling the end of the season. Until Cliff can show us otherwise. There's no reason to think that they're going to be an actual threat. The Green Bay Packers, another one of the threats of the Los Angeles Rams, a a team that has actually beaten the Los Angeles Rams at least a couple times in a row, uh, but did not get a chance to play them in the postseason as they did get knocked out by the San Francisco 49ers. But the Packers in that game, Aaron Rodgers looked awful. That special teams unit was terrible and I think got worse. And then you also have the situation where Devontae Adams is now gone. Uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling signs with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Green Bay Packers' number one guy right now would be Lazard. He would be lucky to get playing time on the Los Angeles Rams with the Rams wide receiver group. He would be lucky to get playing time in Kansas City. He would be lucky to get playing time in Tampa Bay. And he is their top guy right now. He would be a 4 or 5 with the Los Angeles Rams. He would definitely be below Cup, Robinson, Jefferson, and you know what? Maybe Skoranek. Maybe. Maybe Skoranek. So the Packers, they have no weapons. And this NFL, it's 2022. You cannot play and win with no weapons. You can't. It's just not the way it can be done. That defense also got worse. You lose the Darius Smith. I mean, you do bring in, uh, like, Rasul Douglas. He played awesome last year. And, and bringing him back is a, is a major plus. But... That team, I, I don't think that they're as good as they're getting credit for right now. They they have better odds to win the Super Bowl than the Los Angeles Rams. I'm not buying it. Of course, we're still pre-draft. There's still moves to be made. But at, at this point in time, on April 3rd, I'm, I'm, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that this team is an actual threat. Washington had a lot of close games last year with a bad quarterback. But guess what? They still have a bad quarterback. It should give you some kind of red flag that the Indianapolis Colts were like, what the heck did we do? Get this guy out of here. That's got to be a red flag. And it wasn't because it's Washington and they're an absolute mess as a franchise. Not only do they 
struggle to win games, but that whole front office situation, Dan Snyder's not going to be the owner very long. I, I, he can't be. How many times is stuff going to get swept under the rug? Rug. Now it came out that he's had two books. That's some IRS stuff. You don't mess with the IRS. If you're lying about income, then taxes come into play. And I think that that's a rough situation for Washington. I see a lot of changes headed that way. Uh, but they they switched out a bad quarterback for a bad quarterback. Carson Wentz now will be their starter. I think they rushed to get a quarterback and went with Wentz because they knew he they could get him pretty cheap. A lot of other quarterbacks would have been a much stronger option. If anything, Jimmy Garoppolo would have been a, a better option there. So uh, that one's tough. But um, yeah. No one really out of that division uh, is worrisome. Uh, the The Dallas Cowboys won it last year. Uh, I'm not sure how good they are. What, uh, Philadelphia, they did make the playoffs last year. Uh, they're one of my teams that I have to pick. I have picked to not make the playoffs this upcoming season. We see a pretty heavy turnover year in year out. Wash, uh, Philadelphia, excuse me, seems like one of those teams that will miss. Uh, let's go back up to the to the north though, Minnesota. They're probably going to be better than people anticipate. Um, Colin Coward has Minnesota winning that division. That's not very outlandish to me. It, it does feel like a real possibility, especially now that you couple in the 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 uh, the, the roster that they have with now an offensive-minded coach in Kevin O'Connell. So I, I KOC is an awesome coach, and I think he's going to do some very positive things out there. And... Honestly, now we kind of get to see if uh, LaFleur in Green Bay, if he's really as good of a coach that we think he is. I, I think he is a good coach, but he's also had a lot of help. He's had an extremely strong roster with a very bad division, so it, it's hard to judge how good he actually is. So will this Rams team go back to back or at least make the Super Bowl? I think that it's very real to say that this team is the best team in the NFC and it has the best roster in the NFC. I think it has the best coach in the NFC. And because uh, you also have Tampa Bay, who I skipped over here. Tampa Bay, I think going from Bruce Arians to Todd Bowles is a bigger downgrade than it's getting credit for. That's just my thoughts here. Feel free to disagree. That's totally fine. That's what opinions are for. You can have the opposite one, and that's totally fine. But I think that that's a big downgrade going from Bruce Arians to Todd Bowles. I think that that team gets worse with that move. Of course, Arians is still in the building, but he does not have that same control. He does not have that same uh, in like input on the team as as he has. Of course, I mean he's no longer the head coach. In Bowles, I think that he's too mellow for that team. I think that that team did really well because of the 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 personality that Bruce Arians has, and now I think they fall down on that. So Bowles, I think, is too too mellow. So this team, I mean, extremely talented roster for the Los Angeles Rams. Extremely strong coaching staff for the Los Angeles Rams. And really, there's no reason to expect this team not to be at least a, a very strong contender for the Super Bowl again. There's no reason to think otherwise. Yes, we did lose some talent. Bring in some guys who I think fit in really, really well. But... There's also one thing to consider here, and that's effort level. The Rams won the Super Bowl, and we've seen a lot of teams win the Super Bowl and keep talent and, and keep a roster that looks extremely good and have a strong coaching staff, but now it's kind of like we did it. You know what I mean? And I, I talked about this when the Rams went to the Super Bowl in 2018, Super Bowl 53, the, that NFC Championship game, that felt like we did it. We made it and then had a letdown in the Super Bowl. This year's Super Bowl, 
get to the Super Bowl. You beat the 49ers, a team that you that you had lost to six straight times. You get to the Super Bowl, and it still had that whole vibe of one more game. We still have one more game left. And it was a completely different atmosphere. So, what is that atmosphere going to be like going into this next season? Is it going to be, we won the Super Bowl, we finally did it, and people take a little bit of a step back? subconsciously or consciously take a step back or is it going to or is that going to be wiped clean in week one that doesn't matter anymore let's go get another one and is that going to be the mindset because that's going to be the difference this team is good enough to win and go back to back but are they going to keep that mindset right I think that that is the difference it's not talent we know we have the talent it's not the 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 connection between Stafford and Cup we know that that's there it's not coaching staff we know that Sean McVay is good enough to win a Super Bowl he just did it we know it's not the defense lacking superstars we have them it's all going to be that effort level did we do we come in with the we did it mentality we're defending champs or do we go into it with that hunger to go win another one that is going to be the difference the hunger level of this roster and we don't have that answer right now we can't have that answer right now. We need to see them on the football field before we know for sure if this is going to happen. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers absolutely had the talent to go back-to-back. Absolutely. They were not as hungry. The Rams were. The Rams still had that hunger of, we need to prove it. We need to go get there. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did not. Will it happen to the Rams? We don't know. And I don't anticipate. It's hard to anticipate it either way. This roster is extremely good. And also, the the way that this Rams roster is built, it's it's built with guys who love this this game. Cooper Cup loves football. Matthew Stafford loves football. Aaron Donald loves football. So I don't anticipate it happening, but it absolutely could. And that's all, that's all my that's my disclaimer on this next season. It can happen. We can have a letdown. It is absolutely possible. We could have more talent than we did when we win a Super Bowl and still have a letdown. It almost seems like that's what happened in 2001. Like almost expecting to win that game and then the hunger level. The Patriots just wanted it more. The NFC is weaker than when this offseason began. And I've heard arguments on both sides about the Rams roster, whether it's stronger or weaker. I say it's pretty even and... Maybe that's Rams bias. Maybe it's not. But Joe Nopum filled in incredible for Witt. Coleman Shelton played incredible every time he was ne- he needed to start. Darius Williams had a down season. I think if the Rams get better there. Robert Woods wasn't available for the run. And that, that's not to say that Robert Woods was bad or anything like that. But the Rams also bring in Allen Robinson, who I, I think is extremely underrated. Bobby Wagner comes in and fills a need at the linebacker spot, a place that the Rams have been craving some some leadership, especially since Von Miller kind of came in and we got a taste of it and then he leaves. So this NFC is is weaker, but the Rams, I say, got they, they are about the same. We lose some players, but we gain some players. And I think that this team absolutely has the the ability to go to go back to back. The Rams' two biggest threats, the Packers and the the Bucks, I think got worse. I think that the Bucks still win their division. I think the Packers fight for it. So, can this team go back to back? Absolutely. I think so. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll take one more quick break here on the other side. We got fan quesos. Don't move. Welcome back in. Fan queso time on Ram Showcase. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. Let's go ahead and hop right on in. Don't have too many, but it's April. Hey, you got you, you start to expect it, all right? It's off-season time. We also start to get... We'll, 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 <laughs> we will start to get some obnoxious questions. You'll see that here coming up, uh, especially post-draft. Once we get into that, like, May-June time, you'll start to see some ridiculous questions, but I'm here for it, so it's fun stuff. And then, also, once my schedule lightens up here, We'll be doing uh, we'll be doing some extra little side videos, which will be a lot of fun. But just keep your eyes open on it. Ramp showcase year round. We don't we don't stop. Uh, these first few come from Adrian. Now that Wagner is part of the Rams, how do you how do you think the development will be for the young linebackers Jones and Howard? It definitely doesn't hurt, and having a guy like that in the in the locker room, not only in the locker room but in the film room. And the way that he studies will be, I think, a massive upgrade for guys like Traven Howard and Ernest Jones. And, you know, when you're when you're sitting there with him and he's pointing things out or he's doing certain things in the film room, that is something that leaks into the younger guys brains, especially when you have a guy like Bobby Wagner, who is so respected as an absolute monster in this league. When you have a, a young guy, especially somebody like Ernest Jones, who he he feels like a hungry player. He's he tries to soak it all in and you can tell he works on getting better and better and better. And of course, most players do. But also, let's not pretend like there's not a whole percentage of players in the NFL who are just super athletic and know that the NFL is a great way to make a bunch of money in a short amount of time, because that's absolutely real. Whether you like it or not, that's a very real thing. Ernest Jones, though, does not have those vibes to me. Neither does Traven Howard. So I think that the that that kind of stuff will be the biggest impact is film room stuff, not necessarily on field and getting people in position, although that will not be a negative. It's going to be stuff like in the film room and how he just conducts himself because he's a true leader. He's one of those he's one of those real grown ups in the room kind of guy. And that cannot hurt your your linebacker room. Do you anticipate any more moves via free agency, or do you think that Les and Sean are focusing on the draft now? I don't know if Les and Sean ever are focusing on the draft. I'll be honest with you. It's, I mean, of course they do. It's, it, and getting those late round picks, uh, you know, starting at 104 and having eight picks from there on, getting into those is going to be extremely important. But I think that those, like, it's always, uh, all offseason, you're kind of digging into that stuff. And usually you don't dig into it too much until that time. But especially like as, as media people and stuff. But is uh, I think that this, the, this team is still not done in free agency. I think that we still see some moves. But I think it's moves that we all like. I don't think we'll be like, what? Like, I think it'll be like OBJ. Maybe Sony Michelle comes back on a cheap deal. Like, I think that those will be the moves that we see. I don't think it'll be anything too crazy. But, of course, the draft has been something that the, the team's looking at. Especially when you know you have to hit on late-round picks. It's going to be something that you really look for. Um, but also, I mean, I the Rams have been done... They've done a good job in that. So, I'm not worried. And I'm excited to see who the Rams pick and then look into those guys. Because that's kind of how we do it here at Rams Showcase. We wait, We let the draft happen, and then we take a peek at it. And then and we kind of like dive into those guys that we actually have. We don't get mad at the Rams for not taking the guys that we thought they should. You know, 
Start, bench, cut, defense. Donald, Ramsey, Wagner. I hate these questions, uh, first of all, because if I bench one of these guys, I'm just going to put him in after the first series. Uh, start, Donald. Uh, I bench Wagner and then put him in series two. And then I cut Ramsey and then bring him back because I can do whatever I want. <laughs> That's the only, my only issue with these is the start bench part. Because you're basically saying, do you want to also have, like, you're basically cutting one guy. That's it. So you get rid of one of these three. That's all. And, I mean, if we're doing a rotation thing here, then I guess it would be Donald would be the bench one because then you can just keep him rotating. I don't know. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, do you think Floyd will give his number to Wagner? This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Somebody t commented on Twitter saying that Wagner is going to take 84. That feels weird. And I don't know. I, I don't think that that'll happen. But I think we see Wagner in 59. I'll be honest. Because I, I think Flo sticks with 54. How big of a slap will it be to the Seahawks front office if if uh, both the Rams and the Broncos made it to the Super Bowl, dude, that would be so awesome. And yeah, it would be a huge middle finger to the uh, Seattle Seahawks as a whole. Uh, not only are we in their division, but if they if 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 Russell Wilson takes a team that missed the playoffs to the Super Bowl in year one, then it's gonna be like, dang it, like they they screwed it up. I think they did screw it up, but you know, it's it's just one of those things, I guess. Um, I I think that. The Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson are in very, they're underrated. I think that that team, they have a very strong roster. They bring in an offensive coach, Nathaniel Hackett. They get rid of Fangio. They've got weapons out there. They've got a solid defense. And now they have a Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, this this, this Broncos team did it again, I think. They're, they're going to get one, I think, in the next couple of years. Although the AFC and AFC West is absolute bananas. It's... I think we could see the first time that a whole division makes the playoffs in the AFC West. I think that that can happen. Raiders get thrown under the bus, but, you know, Devontae Adams coming in is huge. The Chargers, they get wrecked because they didn't make the playoffs list last year. But uh, Staley, I think, is a, a, an incredible coach, and they've got all the pieces in place to, to make a run. The Kansas City Chiefs, although they, they lose Tyreek Hill, it's not like they got that much worse as a team as a whole, so... I, mean, I don't know. That division is scary, man. Uh, let's see here. From John, Aaron Donald is currently scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent in 2025 at the age of 34. Cooper Cup is scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent in 2024 at the age of 31. Please provide a Joe Stradamus prediction on contract extensions for both players. Do they both get extended? If yes, which player gets extended first? When should we expect extension signings? Loaded question here, so let's break it down. So Donald is currently scheduled to be an uh, unrestricted free agent 2025-34. I think that that gets extended out. I don't anticipate the Rams wanting to see any situation where Aaron Donald plays for a different team at any time in his career. I would hope that he would like to st stay here as well, but also there's part of me that feels like he wants to end in Pittsburgh, so we could see like a 35, 36-year-old Aaron Donald in Pittsburgh 
Uh, Cooper Cup, I would love to see him stick around as well as uh, long term. He, uh, you like you alluded to, he's scheduled to be unrestricted in 2024. I do anticipate that getting extended. Also, I would say the Cooper Cup probably ends his time with the Rams at 33, 34, not 31. So I do anticipate that getting extended out. Uh, please provide uh, a Joe Stradamus prediction on contract extensions for both players. It's these ones are very difficult because what we're going to look at here is a good chunk of bonus money to free up cap space while also respecting the players enough to put some cash directly into their wallets. So uh, and and rightfully so. I mean, these guys have earned it. Uh, the amount of money that these guys have brought into the Los Angeles Rams organization alone, I, I think that they deserve quite the contracts and. What will the extensions be for Cooper Cup? It'll probably be about 20 a year is what the contract will look like. So I would anticipate that he'll get something along the lines of four years for 80. But I anticipate that that would be uh, like the bonuses probably up to like 50, 55. Um, And then for Aaron Donald, uh, you got to think that he's got to be around the 28 mark. I would I would put him at maybe so. Maybe like a three-year deal times whatever 28 times three is. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do that math. Uh, but it, I put it a, about there because, and, and then again, just a lot of bonus money. So probably something along the lines of, like I would say like three extra years thrown on to, to Aaron Donald at about that 28 mark. The 27, 28 maybe, to, maybe could push 30. I don't know. That's a lot though. I mean, but he's also Aaron Donald, first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going to need one of the a giant green jacket or a gold jacket with uh, some big old arms. Uh, <laughs> there is a lot of material just in the arms on the sleeves of Aaron Donald's gold jacket. But I, I think that that'll be about what we see there. So maybe we could see like a three year 58. Um, but again, uh, again, like a like 50 to 55 of that guaranteed. So I, th- I think we see a lot in, in, in bonus money. And working it in ways where the the cap hit does not feel very bad, even though you're giving these guys a massive chunk of change uh, right at the at the start. And then, of course, when it's a true extension and you just add years. So if the Rams were to take these current contracts and then say add another three or four years on cup, add a three, three or four more years on Donald and then decide you want to cut that bonus money and then you spread it out over that entire course of that deal. That's a way to get them a lot of money up front and then spread that cap hit out over the course of those contracts, lowering that hit number. So that's the way to really do it. And I think that that's exactly what we'll see. So I would anticipate some good good contracts for these guys. Uh, but Cooper Cup, I think that he would give the the Rams somewhat of a team-friendly deal. Aaron Donald has no reason to, and we've also seen before in the past that he has held out uh, for those big numbers. But of course, he's also on that big number now, so I'm not sure I anticipate that happening again, especially when he knows he's already getting massive amounts of dollar bills shoved directly into his pockets. All right, so I do anticipate these coming soon. So do they both get extended? I do think so. I think that both of these guys do stick around the Los Angeles Rams long term. If yes, which player gets extended first? I don't think that I really have a prediction here. I think that both are in conversations. Um, I would anticipate the the news on Aaron Donald first, followed quickly by the Cooper Cup news. I don't think that it'll, it'll be something that they... I think it'll be back-to-back. I don't think that there'll be a lot of lag time between those two extensions. And uh, when should we expect contract extension signings? Uh, I I think that that would happen sooner rather than later. It sounds like those conversations are already happening. And I'll be honest, I think that we get this news before the NFL draft. So keep your eyeballs open. Next one here from John. 
Uh, Rob Havenstein is 29 years old, and he is under contract for one more year. Do you think the Rams extend him this year to avoid letting him hit free agency next year? Uh, yes. To, to simple answer, yes. My longer answer would be, first of all, it blows my mind that he's only 29 years old. It feels like he should be like 34. I don't. It, I, I guess it's just because he's a St. Louis Rams still, and uh, like when we go that far back into this to the... <laughs> To the Rams history as far as current roster goes. We only have two St. Louis Rams remaining. That is Aaron Donald and Rob Havenstein. But uh, it feels like Havenstein should be older. He's not. But he's also kind of an anchor there. And you never hear his name. I mean, when's the last time we heard 79 be called out by a ref? I don't really recall. Um, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure there's something there. Um, But uh, he just kind of like he very quietly does his job. And the least you hear about an offensive lineman, the better that they're usually doing. So uh, will Havenstein make the move to left tackle? That's not your question, I realize. But that is uh, something that I think is possible, although I don't anticipate it happening. I think that no boom takes that left tackle spot. But Havenstein, I do think gets extended. I do think that the Rams try to keep him around. Uh, but also we have a lot of depth guys that are. I think strong players, you know, uh, the the fact that Tremaine Ancrum did not get bumped down to practice squad and did remain on the active roster, I think is a good sign for him. And then also uh, there's you, we just, we have depth there. Uh, I mean, note boom is one of those guys, but in Ancrum is one that I do think that this, this team likes, but I, I think they're still feeling him out a little bit. And Ancrum, I think could be that was that starting right tackle. So for Havenstein, I would say that if we don't hear an extension by the time the season begins, that this is going to be the last year that we see Havenstein on the Rams roster, and then we'll be down to just the one solo St. Louis Ram. But if we see if we see an extension come uh, for Havenstein, it kind of feels like that would actually not be a pre-draft thing, like I'm like I'm anticipating Cup and Donald. It kind of feels like that would be a preseason thing, like we would hear about that like week three of the preseason that Havenstein's getting a new deal. So I would say if we hit week one and we haven't heard anything that the, that we're going into our final year with Havenstein. But if we get that in preseason is would be my prediction. Just feels like the the way that the Rams would operate that one. Uh, then I would obviously anticipate him staying because that's literally what they would be telling us. But uh, I would as far as a, a pick here on on his contract, I, I think that he would get a decent chunk and probably more than people anticipate. Uh, simply because of who he is and what he's been able to do. And, and now he is that anchor on the offensive line. He is that veteran leader there. So I would say if I had to shoot out a prediction for you, if he were to get an extension from the Rams, I would say he probably gets a four-year deal worth about 70 uh, and then with about 45 guaranteed on that is what I would predict. Although, I mean... I don't think that the Browns with Deshaun Watson are setting any kind of precedent because I don't think any, at any time in the history of the NFL has anybody, anybody in a in an NFL front office said, well, the Cleveland Browns did this, so we should probably follow suit. I don't think that sentence has ever been said, so I don't think that the Deshaun Watson uh, contract being fully guaranteed is actually a reset of the NFL contracts like some people think it is. I think that that's a little bit of a blip and I think that we'll see some other contracts coming in once um once the 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 current crop gets extended because I mean you got to think that Herbert is going to look at that Deshaun Watson deal and be like well what the heck like why can't I get that and the Chargers are going to say because we're not the Cleveland Browns we're we're smarter than the Cleveland Browns we're not going to handicap ourselves like that as far as the cap goes so what do you want to do um and then we 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 have uh, other young quarterbacks in the NFL as well that we're kind of looking at I mean 
Allen, we we know that he's he's a high dollar guy, but like uh, it, I think it's a one-off. I don't think that the Sean Watson thing is a, is a thing. I say all that to say that I don't think that we'll see fully guaranteed contracts quite yet, although although I do think that that is what the NFL is moving towards, fully guaranteed contracts, because that's exactly what the players want. The NFL Players Union is a monster, and they I think that they'll eventually get what they ask for. The The league knows that we, we come to watch the players. The players deserve the money. Whatever. I mean, it happens. And I know that... The, <laughs> Sidebar, there's that argument of like, why don't doctors make that much money? Well, it's because there's not millions of people paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars to watch doctors do their job. So until the money is there, uh, until the money, like the money gets spent and, and, and given to the pl- to the people where the money is given to like this, you get it. <laughs> I'm not wearing my favorite doctor's scrubs on Sundays. You know what I mean? I'm wearing player jerseys and stuff. That's where the money's going. So of course that's what they make. It's the entertainment field. What happens? Come on. Yeah, do I think doctors should make more money, teachers and stuff like that? Yes. But until I'm paying like $200 to go sit front row to watch a teacher do their job, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, and this sounded like a jerk, apparently. He's going to come in. Uh, end Ram Showcase sounding like a total buttwad. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for me. Make sure you guys follow the Ram Showcase on all your favorite social media. That would be at Ram Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Sheriff Joe Bags. Did I do that right? At Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Becks. You get it. <laughs> My brain is falling apart. I need to do one job. <laughs> We're getting close. We're getting close. But thank you guys for your fan cases. I do appreciate that. Uh, we'll post uh, for those. I missed the post this week. I was working while it happened. So got that going for me. Got to change the date. Uh, well, I guess, I don't know. I'm a, One more week of this job that's frying my brain. And then we'll be back to normal. Hopefully. Hopefully, this is not just what my brain is now. Is this is this forever? Uh, yeah, it's good stuff. All right, that's all for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sided Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.